0: Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. I want to say thank you to Social Media Cowboys for sponsoring this week's episode of the Confidence Through Health podcast. If you need help with a website, if you need social media needs for your business, if you need help with AdWords, SEO, all those things that you know you should be doing but you are too busy to do or you're too confused about, they are the experts that you need in your corner. If you're interested in launching a podcast such as mine, they help me edit my podcast and do a fantastic job making sure that all of the technical side of it is handled and we launch a nice, neat, edited podcast episode each week. So I want to thank Social Media Cowboys for their continued sponsorship of the Confidence Through Health podcast. You can find them at socialmediacowboys.com or you can find them as well with other sponsors at confidencethroughhealth.com. I imagine we all know someone over 50 years old who is concerned about their fitness and health. I imagine Some of those people are working diligently towards better fitness and a healthier body. Some of those people are simply taking whatever medication they can get their hands on to make them feel better, but not addressing some of the issues at hand within their body. And some people are simply dealing with the mental stress and emotional stress of not being physically who they wanted to be and don't know where to go. My guest, Linda Malone, uh, with Ageless After 50, has been helping women specifically over 50 deal with these fitness issues and these health issues for several years. We talk about in this episode the key to a a dealing with a changing body because the body's going to change as you age, how to deal with that, how to understand that and the approach to making sure that you stay fit, not just at this, what the scale says, but that you're fit internally, muscle structure, fat balance, weight, um everything that's involved with health and fitness so that you can do the things that you want to do when you get older you can do the things that you want to do so that's a big focus for uh, Linda as she works with her clients and helps people uh, all around the country all around the world and uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of this whether for yourself or for a loved one who's over 50 um, I think there's a lot of great information in here about how to approach fitness when your mind says I'm still 20, but your body says that's not the case. All right. So welcome Linda to the Confidence Through Health podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Jared.
0: So tell us a little bit about, uh, I mean, I'm really excited. And and we worked once before you you interviewed me for a publication that you, uh, I guess, freelance wrote an article for. Right. Um, but what, what about your background? Because it's a little interesting how you started out sort of like, I guess, with your career track. And then you <laughs> changed from, a, at least from a nutrition standpoint, you changed focus a little bit.
1: A lot. A lot of it, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have quite the ironic background. I and mean, if we go way back, and I usually leave this part out, because I feel like it, it contradicts what I do now. But right. I have a, a Bachelor of Science degree in nutrition. And right out of college, I uh, worked in a test kitchen and ended up making a seven year story. Sh- very short, I ended up being coming a pastry chef and a bakery owner. Nice. And I just love the creativity of it. I wasn't particularly a dessert lover, but I just love that all that. And then, um, but it at the same time, I began working out and really getting serious about my fitness. So it, there was this contradiction to the point where once I remember being in the locker room and someone's like, who smells like muffins in here? <laughs> me because I had come from my bakery and I smelled like the bakery. So in, um, in the mid-80s, I decided, you know, I'm just, I think it was more like the 90s, um, I just cut off all the food stuff and just decided to focus really on the fitness. And I became certified okay. with ACE first. And so I was about 35 years old at the time. And I I started uh, working one on one with people really like that. And that was the next trajectory for about well 15 years. And it, it kind of merged into online and other things too. Right. But, okay. So since, um, yeah, since the nineties and I have four certifications, I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Um, yeah. And it's just the online, the, the in-person experience that really shaped, you know, all my fitness knowledge, a lot of it.
0: Right. So, and, and you've been working more with, uh, I guess your niche, if you would, is the over 50, um, female, Right. Um, So how did that come about? Like, how did that become like, this is who I want to work with and what I want to focus on?
1: It was more about what wasn't being addressed in fitness. So I, at the time, so as I mentioned, I was in my thirties when I started. And so I was getting a lot of clients, these women that would come to me. It seemed like 50, the age 50 was the point where, where they, you know, the kids were, either grown or out of the house, or they started thinking, you know, I need to get myself in shape. So I had a lot right. of people, men and women, but more women who came to me when they hit the age of 50 and said, things are happening to my body. I'm not happy with it. I need your help. Right. So at 30, I was in my mid thirties at the time. And I was like, what is happening? That is so <laughs> horrific. It kind of scared me because I heard a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm gaining all this weight. I can't lose it. I was always fit. And now I'm not. And it's like, what is happening? So, When, as the years went on and I decided to do my own thing online yeah, and I was looking for, I I originally was going to work with women over 40 and I was working with a business coach at the time. And she said, and at the time I was in my early fifties, now I'm 61. So at the time I was in my early fifties and I had a business coach say, Linda, you know, there's a huge difference between being over 40, like 40 to 50 and 50 and over. And mainly it's menopause because that changes a lot of things. And so she said, I think you should focus on women over 50. And I thought it was too small of a niche. And I was so wrong because there was such a need. And even to this day, I get women saying, you know, I've been looking for something for somebody, you know, a woman my age, and there's nothing out there. There's starting to be more people in this this world. But at the time, there wasn't anything.
0: So why... Why do you think that wasn't addressed like in the fitness world, like when you started out in your thirties and, and you like, what was it about it that you were like, why isn't this being addressed?
1: You know, I'm not really sure. I think for one, and this is just my opinion, there was, you know, trainers were typically around my age, you know, thirties, mid thirties, and you can have all the book knowledge in the world, but until you reach the age and you actually experience what your clients are experiencing, like I had no idea. Yeah. I, you know, that like, for example, and you'll probably get into this a little bit more in later in this interview, but the, you know, the weight shift that happens, like the belly fat, right. the things you can't control, like those yeah. are things. And I, I, I really don't know why it wasn't addressed. I think now it is more, I see more yeah. and more courses for, you know, addressing seniors, which always cracks me up because <laughs> There's no nice way to say that you're getting old. Like there's nothing right, flattering. Yeah. There's no flattering word out there. And if I hear somebody right. use the word elderly, I want to strangle them because it's because like, <laughs> that, you know, and it's usually somebody who's very young, referring to somebody like my of age, which cries me out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and it's funny because, I, you know, I sort of get that sometimes I, I usually have a very clean cut look, shaved head, very, you know, always shaved face, everything. But if I grow it out, which occasionally I'll do like once every couple of years, I'm completely gray all the way around. Really? <laughs> and I've been at the grocery store when somebody's come up to me and been like, you know, how do you stay so fit? Cause you're like 50 something, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not yet. But then literally this happened like a week later, I shaved everything off and I got mistaken for 35. So, oh, that's funny. you know, it's Those
1: little things. Yeah.
0: But there's no nice way to say, yeah that that somebody's getting know, senior older. or getting older or you know whatever it is and and i think that does also play a part in especially going to the gym yeah you know um if and if you've never been one that's gone to the gym a lot and then you get older and your doctor's saying you have to start working out you need you know muscle tone because it's good for this and that and all these reasons and that's extremely intimidating
1: oh yeah especially well now it's it's different because of what's going on with covid i mean people aren't socializing as much you know right. because we're wearing masks and, and everything else but um it's super intimidating and the thing is my my um niche has always been resistance training like my body is built for weight training i, I never yeah. remember what those mesomorph endomorph that what is the one where you're kind of like i'm just built for strength i'm not built right. for speed I always tell people at the gym if there's ever a fire alarm, someone's going to carry me out because I'm going to burn up before (laughs) everyone else. Because I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just not built for for speed, but but I'm very strong for my size and and especially for my age. And I love lifting. I just have always loved it. Like whenever I I'm in the gym, that's where I feel at home. A lot of people don't feel like that because if you're not comfortable there, it's has the opposite effect.
0: Right. Right. Um, and especially when you see w- when you're not yet in the shape that you want to be in and you see, you know, these younger people in there and they're all dressed differently and tight fitting things. And you're like, you know, this is not, this doesn't make me feel happy mm-hmm. to be around all this. Um, but you know, I think, I think from my perspective, what people need to make sure they focus on is that like they when they go to a gym, they should be sort of tunnel vision right you know just like this is my time for me it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing or what they look like or that's for them but this is for me and i'm at my stage where i'm at right now
1: it's funny there's a viral video i just saw a um, clip of it on i think it was reddit the other day where there's some some guy working out he's really heavy he's probably got i don't know probably close to 100 pounds to lose and he goes in there with yeah. his trainer his tr- or i think it's just a friend and his friend dresses in outlandish costumes so that people look at him and right. leave his his body alone and so right. he's there wearing like a wizard costume and a clown outfit and people are like what the heck you know and so it just it's a funny thing but to distract yeah. people from looking at how overweight his friend is and maybe judging him so
0: right right yeah it happens uh, it does um So what is, what is the important piece of fitness when you age, especially over 50?
1: Well, for women in particular, it's different, um, just because of the hormonal shifts that happen with women versus men. So men don't go through the same thing. So I really am more, um, focused, you know, with my clients on, on the, the women, what happens is the estrogen drops. And this is a gradual progression that begins usually in the, 40s um and it starts to accelerate and so there's a lot of changes that happen there's a much higher risk of osteoporosis um the biggest thing though that i always focus on is the loss of muscle now this happens with men and women and it starts in your 30s you know in your 30s you still feel pretty invincible (laughs) and under the surface there's all these changes going on that'll suddenly one day you're going to say what you know what is happening (laughs) but um one of the the biggest issues is the the drop in metabolism because muscle burns more calories at rest than fat which virtually burns nothing so you know people say well i'm older so my metabolism drops that's the extent that it drops depends on what you do like you can do a lot to reverse that which is with strength training by lifting weights and so that um and i've quoted different yeah, I've seen different studies about how much of a caloric difference it makes. And every time I do, somebody calls me out, that that's not what I, so I don't even want to say what it is, but a lot, <laughs> you burn a lot more when you have a lot muscle, a more yes, muscle. Yes, you do. So metabolism drops, um, bone strength. Now in full disclosure, I have osteoporosis because I had an eating disorder in my late teens before it was okay. even like popular. I never, my doctor said I never actually reached full, um, bone mineral density like what i was supposed to achieve so when oh, i wow. went for my first bone scan in my 50s i never expected to have a problem i wasn't thinking about it i remember joking around with the practitioner i'm in this thing and i said oh my bones must be like giant redwoods because of have been weight training right and i remember <laughs> looking at my scan and just going completely silent and i said what's wrong And they're not supposed to tell you anything right there sure but yep. you know the standard deviation uh point of osteoporosis is 2.5. Mine was 3.6. I had like, actually not just osteoporosis, but severe. Yeah. So I ended up on medication, but, um, I, I've managed to stabilize it through a bunch of different things, calcium, vitamin D and all the other things. But that is something that even if you, um, have not had an eating disorder, your bones are more likely to pay the price for this estrogen drop. This is something that happens. So you really want to, right work on uh, you know strength training uh, so it's metabolism it's bone health um I'm sure there's a million other things on this those are just the biggest things the drop in estrogen also uh, increases heart disease risk because yeah. what up to that point of menopause men and women have different like men tend to gain weight around the midsection and women tend to gain around their thighs and once when estrogen drops women start to develop more of a male pattern fat distribution, which means we start gaining it around our stomachs and that increases heart disease risk. I've written written entire articles about just heart disease after menopause because of that. So those are probably the three biggest
0: issues. Well, um, and, and one of the other things is from a hormone level, you know, that, that all the hormones feed off each other, you know? And so when you're losing estrogen, um, just naturally your estrogen drops that you know, well, it's going to affect your serotonin levels, it's going to affect your cortisol levels, it's going to affect all those other things as well. Um, And so it's, and that's why, you know, when you go through menopause, you have mental issues, or, you know, things that pop up, and and you you go through all these emotional swings, is because it's not just estrogen, it's all the other hormones as well that are getting affected through it.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. And it's different. It's so different with different women. Like, I hardly anything. Like I don't, I'm, my emotional state is very even killed. My husband always says it to me because I know things are really bad when there's like a shift in your temperament, because I'm just, I'm, you know, I meditate. I'm very much right. into, you know, just all of, all of that balance. And, uh, but some women go through a horrible time. I, there was a friend of mine at my gym who was an avid mountain biker, super fit. She was always in the gym and she was also a teacher and she went through menopause and had hot flashes so severe. And so she says, you know, I'm in the front of my class and I'm bursting into, you know, sweat. And she said, it's just yeah. embarrassing. She had to go on medication, even though she did all the right things. Yeah. And we don't know why some women are affected and others aren't. I, I had a very, I mean, I didn't really feel much of anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. we just uh, I did notice the weight shift though. And my weight stayed the same but it shifted around. Right. And as I tell my, my clients, that's why we have spanks because we can,
0: fix
1: it. <laughs> we could just pull it in. There's only so much we can right. do, you know, right. I use the sense of, you know, sweating things that you just can't control.
0: Right. Well, and, but you, you bring up a good point in that like it's not for those people that are focused on the scale and what numbers on the scale, that's not, you know, you could, you just said it. Your, your number on the scale can stay the same, but your weight shifts around and the distribution shifts around. And so, you know, your health can completely change internally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but the number on the scale stays the same.
1: Right. And that's, it's the other thing that shifts too with, with, um, as you get older, the, you know, weight, like, it doesn't keeping, you want to have a good body weight. You don't want to obsess so much about being thin. Like a, right. one example is my mom is 85 and she's had a lot of health problems. She was a little bit overweight a few years ago and she lost 25 pounds because of the health issues that she had. And her doctor said, and she's very, she's got a lot of stuff going on now, but she's very frail. But the doctor said, you know, if you didn't have that extra weight, you'd be in way worse shape. So she,
0: Oh yeah. Not, You
1: know, that's a good reason to keep on extra weight, but you don't want to really focus so much on, you know, being thin as you do healthy, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those are two different, two different words completely. Um, And our culture is, I think we got away from it. I think we're coming back at least that, I don't know, maybe I'm just in a, in a, in a bubble, but I think as a culture, we're coming back to understanding that thin is not healthy and that there's, there's a difference there.
1: It's almost a swing in the opposite direction in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, now we're supposed to accept, you know, morbid obesity and some from what I've seen from some ads, I just, I can't agree with that either. Right. You know, cause there are, regardless of how a person looks, there are health, um, risks associated with excess weight. It's just proven. Yep. It's not, you know, my opinion.
0: Right. Right. Well, and, and I mean, COVID's bringing that to light as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I just actually I saw it this morning. I don't know when the actual article came out, but it was the last couple of days. Um, but that the CDC has updated their risk factors to include being overweight. I you thought know, that was already factor. on there now. Well, they, they it was their, updated their official risk factors is oh. what the article said. Like, I'm like, didn't we know this in March?
1: <laughs> no, like, I can't keep up with all these. We're changes. just
0: now making it official. Um, but uh, so, so you started getting into fitness you know it in your mid 30s there's a lot of people a lot of women out there that are i see it in when i go to do um you know racing events or something a triathlon or a, or a 5k or 10k and that's one of the most popular um age groups is women 35 to 45. you see this huge number of of uh in comparison to other groups what is it about moms especially, that in their 30s and 40s, they've sacrificed their health. They start realizing it's time to start improving. Um, And what can we do to prevent that, like, sacrifice? You know what I mean? Like, what can we do as guys or as as a society to help them understand, like, you can, it's okay for you to go have your own time and maintain Mm -hmm. your health all the way through that time?
1: I think one of the things is to, stop seeing exercise as a luxury. I mean, personal trainers are a luxury, but being fit, like, I can't tell you how many times I've had, you know, women clients say, I feel guilty about going to the gym, or I feel guilty, like, asking my husband to take care of the kids while I, you know, go for a run. And so exercise and fitness, from what I've seen, you know, seems to be associated with this luxury that, you know, we really shouldn't be doing this. We should just be focused hundred percent on being miserable with whatever we're supposed <laughs> to do. I swear. It's like, what I, I don't get it. But cause I always tell people, you know, if, if, you're not healthy and then you're, how are you going to take care of your kids if something goes right. wrong? So you have to look at it like that, but it, it, it isn't always seen like that. And a lot of times I see uh, men go into the gym, the wives don't, yeah. Sometimes it's by choice, but a lot of times it's not. Yeah. I think maybe more support and splitting up like you know, just seeing fitness as something that is something you have to do. Right. That, you know, is is beneficial for the whole family. So maybe doing more things as a family. Right. You know, fitness things.
0: Well, and you put it in a way I I've never heard that before. Is it like fitness is not a luxury, exercise is not a luxury. It's, you know, yeah, the The being able to buy your own treadmill or, Mm -hmm. you know, those things are luxuries, you know, like you said, a personal trainer or fitness coach or whatever. But the the basics of, you know, getting a pair of shoes and going for a walk uh, or a jog or, you know, a bike and going cycling or getting a gym membership and going and working out for yourself. You know, that's not that's not a luxury. That's that's almost a. A mandatory part of being a human
1: right but think about i'm sure you've run into this where there's almost a stigma with people who are fit where people who you know maybe you make others feel guilty because they know Mm -hmm. they should be doing more for their fitness than they are and so what do they do they they make fun of fit people i get this you know From it's like oh you would never eat a piece of cake or you would never whatever fill in the blank or you know and it's almost like I feel like I have to defend myself for what, but yet, you know, you watch these cooking shows cause we watch them in our house <laughs> yep. and the more fat and the more bacon and everyone gets, you know, all excited and cheering. You know, it, it should be the opposite. I, I don't, right. I don't get it. You know? And yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know. I think the media is to blame. I'm part of the media, so I guess I, can blame myself. <laughs> but I don't write about that stuff. <laughs> so.
0: Right. No, it's, it's very true though, that, that I go to networking events and, and like people will start they'll they'll hide their plate you know of whatever they're <laughs> snacking on and they're like don't look at this i'm not eating it and i'm like i don't care you i know it's your choice you do what you want uh, you, you know you want
1: to destroy your body that's up that's, to you you know, you know
0: it, it doesn't bother me um <laughs> now if if you're one of my clients and you do that i'm gonna say you know hey we gotta what do we talk about today but, that's happened
1: know. to me running into a client at the grocery store and yeah. they start making excuses for the stuff in their cart. this is for my kids as if that's okay why is your kid right. eating you know, yeah. but I would just say, listen, you know, if you think I'm judging you, I am. And I, I'll say that if it's on what I know, like, yeah, <laughs> <I'm totally judging. laughs> uh,
0: but in a nice way, of course. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah,
1: because they know uh, that they shouldn't be eating it to begin with.
0: Right. Well, so talking about, you know, food a little bit and, and fitness. So what's in, in your mind, what's more important, fitness or nutrition?
1: Well, obviously, they go hand in hand. But I think no. if the focus is weight loss mm-hmm. it's really about nutrition because right. you know, all see the people and you go to the gym and there's people on the treadmill for four hours and they're just plotting and they think that that's the key to right. losing weight and here's a, a prime example so at the beginning of of this lockdown so it was in march i stopped i usually weigh myself about once a week um, i stopped that because sometimes i'd stress out over just gaining a couple pounds and i said you yeah. know what there's enough stress with finding toilet paper. I'm not even <laughs> worried about what I'm weighing, and I know what I eat, so I just yeah. decide I'm not weighing myself for a few months, just to take that little bit of stress. Because I, as I mentioned, I had an eating disorder, and I still sometimes, even at my age now, it it kind of rears its head a little bit, so I have to be careful. Yeah. Um, and I weighed myself recently. I'm exactly the same,
0: and yeah. I have not
1: weighed myself since then. So. I wasn't going to the gym as much because we were, we were on lockdown. Oh, yeah. I had set up at home. Now it's yeah. open, but I wasn't able to do my usual workout. I wasn't able to do my usual cardio. I have a life cycle. I was doing you know that, um, but I was doing far less. My weight stayed the same. Nice. So that, and I even wrote about this in my, my recent blog, one of the things I learned, it's really what you eat. You know, it's not, I mean, yeah, it helps, you know, to, to work out, but they, they go hand in hand. So if it's, if your focus is weight loss, you really want to, look at your nutrition right and fitness is for all the other reasons that you know we talked about the bone health the uh, metabolism right uh, yeah heart disease risk
0: you want to reduce
1: that so everything has a a a role
0: right yeah i mean i i look at it more of uh they are hand in hand and nutrition is sort of like more of your immediate what's going to happen to you you know if if you start eating horribly, you're gonna see results pretty quickly. Um, negative results from that right um, you know but you know and then fitness you can work you can bust your butt for a month and not see any difference. It's noticeable difference even though you've got changes going on. But if right. you keep that up, that's gonna pay dividends years down the road.
1: Yeah, we um, always want that quick fix right You know, i I had a client once uh, i went to her house and two weeks into our workouts she said to me i just have to tell you that i'm sort of disappointed i'm not seeing any results two weeks and i thought she was joking you know so i started laughing and then she just stared at me and i was like oh no she's serious and i said you know here's the thing i said it takes there's a lot of changes happening i tried to Mm -hmm. explain to her you know under the surface and you know your nervous system has to adjust your whole and, and i said but are you feeling better? Are you sleeping better? And she just didn't want to hear it. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, she ended up quitting working with me. Right. Like, you know, I'm a trainer, not a magician. I'm like, right. I can't, I'm not David, David Copperfield will <laughs> oh, yeah. just like lift this blanket and you're going to be totally fit. doesn't work that way.
0: No. Um, no. And, and I think that sometimes even, cause I've had, I've had people that were fit that were, Hey, I, I just, I just want to lose, I got to lose this last five pounds and I can't figure out how to do it. So, you know, I'm doing this workout, this workout, this kind of training, whatever I'm eating, you know, and, and it's just a little tweak. Um, and, and both of them that come to mind, uh, one was a guy and one was a girl and they both had a specific date in mind that they would like to have achieved it from. And they both got there and mm-hmm. they both lost that five pounds. And, neither one was happy. Right. And I was like, interesting, you know, and it, and come to, you know, after like debriefing, it was, well, I thought that if I lost the five pounds, I was going to get this, this and this as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not, you know, the five pounds is not holding you back from those other things in your life. It's, it's, it's just five pounds.
1: I go through that with people. I always tell them, I say, you know what, think about, you know, kind of a morbid example, if you're on your deathbed, what are the things you're going to regret? Who's yep. going to say, you know, if all I had lost that last five pounds, I mean, no one ever says that, you know, right. it's the time you spend with your family. It's the things. And that's what happens as you get older, as you start to, at least with myself, you know, I've seen just putting things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like my dad passed away two months ago and that really shook me up. And he was a pretty fit guy. Um, he was 83 Just he was a week from his 83rd birthday. And he just got slammed with this cancer that that took him really fast. And he um that that made me look at everything. It's like we we don't know how long we have, so we might as well make the best of it. You want to have this balance. And when I was in my 30s, I never felt like this. It was always drive, drive, drive. And I was doing two aerobic classes a day, and I was training, you know, crazy people and I was training with people who were in the WWE. I actually had a friend that was in it. I mean, just nuts. Now it's like none of that matters to me. Yeah. I want to stay fit and strong, but I'm not as you know competitive with myself or anybody else as right. I was. Once in a while, I'll, I'll look at somebody and go, I wish, and I go, ah, no, nope, you're doing just great. You know, it's a constant yeah. self-talk thing, you know?
0: Oh, it totally is. You know, and it's, uh, And that's one of the things that I deal with is that I still try to be a competitive runner, which I am for my age group, but it's hard to find somebody in my age group that competes with me. And so when I go to especially locally and so I'm running against kids that are 18, 16, you know, 21 and and a lot of times I beat them, but sometimes they beat me and it's like, man, I wish I could still be Oh wait, But I'm (laughs) I'm like almost three times their age. So it's okay. Like I'm not supposed to be getting faster. I'm supposed to be getting slower. Like, you know, in it, but yeah, it's just a constant reminder. Um, yeah. but the thing you hit on though, is that in one of the things I tell, I tell people I work with is it's not about like when I said, it's not about the scale. It's about being able to do the things you want to do. Right. You know, and you know, I've had people I've worked with, it's like they wanted to be able to sit in the airplane seat comfortably. Without being the person who like the the person next to me is going to be talking the whole time about how they're squished and they're not, they don't have any room because I'm sitting next to them. You know, it's, you want to be able to go and enjoy trips or go and enjoy right. experiences or be able to climb on top of a mountain and look out instead yeah. of, you know, not having the energy to do that.
1: Especially in women in the 50 and over age group, like a lot of them have grandkids. Right. so a lot of times, that you know, they'll say, well, I can't, do you have any ab exercises that don't involve getting on the floor? Because I can't get up once I get down there. And I go, okay, there's two, <laughs> two things I want to address here. First of all, yes, I do. There's some things you can do. But second of all, if that's a problem, you need to address that. Because right. what happens if you're on the floor, and then no one's around? It's, you know, people joke about that commercial, I've fallen on, I can't get up. But it's not funny if it actually happens. My mom now, yeah. I have her have a bracelet that sets off an alarm because I'm not with her and she has fallen and she has gotten hurt. She hit her head once. And so, I mean, granted, she's older than you know, the people that I coach, but still, those are the things balance and getting up off the floor are two right. things that we kind of take for granted until we can't do them. Like my balance I've found lately has been a little bit weird. Um, I'm sure you're like federally is actually oh, yeah. what goes. So, so that's, you know, where knowing where your body is in space without having to look yep. at it. So that's why, yep. you know, older people tend to look at the stairs when they're walking up and down because they've, they're starting to lose that. So yeah. doing balance challenges and having like making sure you can get up off the floor, like right. what are the exercises that, you know, would help you? And that's, you know, things that you address and, usually it's you address it when it's too late. Like you realize you can't, or, you know, and and getting up off the floor is people um, playing with their grandkids. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I can't get on the floor with my kids. Yeah. And unless you have, you know, a broken leg, I mean, why is that? We need to work on that. So. Right. Those are things. No. And it's, and,
0: and, and the balance thing is, is a big reason for why I think a lot of people in that older generation, you know, when they, When they're not in shape and they're not fit and they don't have the muscle strength, and then the balance goes. That's when that's when you see falls. That's when you see broken hips. That's when you see all those things happen. Yeah, so it can
1: be bad, and it's not. It's not something that happens. Like people tend to think, "Oh, that's when I'm really old." Like it's always, you know, the older you get, the more you push off what you consider old. (laughs) (laughs) I've had people say, "Oh, sixty is when you're officially old." I'm like, "Well, thanks for that." You know, I don't feel like. And that's the thing too. I was on a call recently, I was on an expert panel and there was everyone else probably in their thirties and uh, they were talking to me because they wanted to know some similar information for a market for women over 50. Right. And I just felt like they were looking at me like I was so old and I wanted to say to them, you know, here's the thing about aging that I didn't expect is that you feel the same for the most part, like you wake yeah. up, you know, you, just, you don't expect to like, <laughs> look in the mirror, or, you know, see some these changes that are happening are, are disturbing, even once you're there, it's just, you feel good for the most, you know, if you're healthy, you feel good. And, and yeah, but then all of a sudden, you can't do things. It's like, all right. Like, I've had, I've had eye problems. I've never had issues with my eyes. And I had a couple of things that, um, that went wrong that you know there's no number of push-ups in the world that could help that it. it's just right. my eyes are changing right and it's you know something to address
0: right well and it's and sometimes it's it's when you're invincible when you're younger and you do things like you said with you you know your your eating disorder is now showing up you know 40 50 years later Hanging the price yeah you know and and you don't realize how much your body sort of remembers those things that you do and for how long it remembers those things. You know, yeah. it's sort of like the 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 scar you get on the external, you know, from a something that happened when you are 10 years old, you know, and you had that scar the rest of your life. Well, the same thing happens inside. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, that whole bone thing. Like I, I could not get over how bad it was. And even the doctor I went to, you know, he said, yeah, you, you know, it's just, I was 17, and what had happened is I wanted to become a model, and I'm only five oh, yeah. four. So the chances of that were <laughs> <laughs> were like non-existent. But I went to this modeling school and they said you had to be, I think they told me I had to be 105 pounds. And I was Ooh. like 110 at the time. And so, and weight was never an issue. I was right, I was 15. I don't know, I was just like 16, 17. And so I just thought, well, okay, I'll lose weight. And at that age, you can lose weight pretty easily. And so I started losing and then I started getting obsessed and I ended up at like 89 pounds. Oh my God. This was way back when where anorexia wasn't even really known. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a thing. And, um, I was never treated for it. It took probably 10 years to get over it. And it was just a matter of, um, I never had professional help for it. So it yeah. probably lasted way longer than it should have. But all those years I was depriving my bones of yep. the material that they needed to, to get strong and to, so yeah, it wasn't until fifties in my fifties that I realized what I did. And I'm lucky I didn't break something before then. Cause I had no idea oh, I was yeah. doing everything wrong, you know, yeah. to that would have hurt myself. So,
0: yeah. Um, so so speaking of women, uh, so you work with women, you know, more in the menopause range. Um, but is, have you noticed a, any difference between like, women that have had either, you know, a lot of pregnancies versus women that haven't had any or maybe just one in like at the menopause? And like, is there a fitness difference there? Or is it just sort of like, you know, it, that doesn't really play a factor?
1: You know, I have one client, um, she has, I think, seven kids, she lives in israel so we talk like once in a great while um she's keeping up with everything i haven't i I think that the biggest difference there is if if a woman's had a c-section and has had muscle that's been cut um then sometimes you can't ever get that back yeah and i always tell them to check with your doctor like if you're not sure i think now they have ways to go around that i'm not sure right i don't have any kids i can't really address that but um I haven't seen. I mean, the biggest factor there is that the time that you have to yourself, Right. You know, how much time you have right. once you have kids, and I mean, usually taking care of the kids takes everything away sure. for a while. But sure. as far as the actual body changes, I I haven't seen any big differences between okay. women who have no kids and women who have a lot.
0: Right. So, so I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know that that's not a big, you know, stu- you know, stumbling block in front of women that you know. I've had a lot of kids. Um, No,
1: there may be, you know, if you talk to a a obstetrician, they may tell you something different. But from my fitness perspective, you know, I haven't seen any anything different.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what is the biggest? um, Or like, I don't want to say like the your one piece of advice for someone who, like, you know, is is going through menopause and is like dealing with all that stuff and just can't see themselves being fit through that? Like, what's the point of continuing to work out because my body's changing so much? And just like, I might as well just give up.
1: You know, it's, I always say to take, make some small changes at a time. I think we tend Mm -hmm. to look at things like, you know, we want to go like my client who in two weeks expected to be fit. Yeah. You have to understand that your body is not going to change that quickly. But when you take, when you make like small changes, like I'll use myself as an example. Um, years ago, I cut out eating after dinner. Like just I would eat a little snack, probably was two to three hundred calories, like after dinner. And I just decided right. I wanted to lose some weight, but I wasn't tracking my weight at the time. I lost fifteen pounds in a year without doing anything other than that, and I didn't know yeah. until I went to my doctor. And if I had been tracking that and really trying, that was a pound and a half a month. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, but it was painless. It really, I mean, I was a little hungry, you know, but I knew it was just, you know, something that, um, I could definitely do without. So right. trying to set like small goals, like just there's something, did you ever hear the term habit stacking? I like oh, yeah. it was the author. Okay. Yeah. So you, you take one habit that you want to change, you, you tweak that. So maybe it's cutting out nighttime eating, which is a, a huge thing. It's yeah. A huge problem for a lot of people or cutting back or changing what you're eating at night instead of something unhealthy, maybe you have a yogurt. Right. And then doing that for a couple of weeks, give it time and then add something else to it and then add something else to that. And sometimes those changes happen by themselves because you start taking better care of yourself. And now you're aware of the other things that maybe need some changing. Like when I, I saw my mom this weekend and it was funny because we're going through all my dad's stuff and he has his phone and he always said to me you know that i'm trying you know to eat healthier he had every fast food app in the world on his phone <laughs> had, I, I said to my mom look at this he's got wendy's he's got burger king he's got mcdonald's what you know oh so my she, gosh your father never like could do, like, if it was fried he'd eat it he in care and
0: yeah. it didn't
1: matter what i said you know it was his thing so you know just try to make a small change and, and then add to it but track it and also reward yourself like when you do right. keep it and even though it sounds silly i tell people put a little gold star on your calendar for the days that you do that and there's apps that you can use oh yeah track, you know it and it gives your brain that little burst of what is it dopamine yep that um you feel good about yourself right that's my biggest uh, well in
0: important. in and i would i would add to that when you reward yourself don't do it with something that's going to knock you off <laughs> right. you know i like i have a lot of people that are like oh but if i if i eat well for seven days in a row then that you know that dessert i can have da, da, da. i'm like well you realize that you just Reverse. blew everything up you just blew it all up like do I something think too
1: that, it's and yeah, we try we tend to take away the things we really love that Mm -hmm. to eat like and that's you have to weave it into your like I love chocolate I don't eat that much of it because it is high calorie and if it's around I'll eat it but I'll buy like a like a little those peppermint patties it's 160 calories those little things and it's like a, an event, you know, I'll buy it. I'll put it in the refrigerator, get it nice and cold. I'll eat half right. of it, but I enjoy every bite and I don't feel guilty. And it's not really, when you look at it like that, it's really not that many calories. It's only keep right. doing those things over and over that they add yeah. up to, you know, poundage.
0: Right. Well, and that's, that's going about it the right way. And that you're, you know, enjoying the moment and you're, you know, really, and you're not holding it, you know, you're not holding yourself accountable or guilty to it. No. You know, it's the uh, you know, it's when you have that reward and you wake up the next day and go, why did I have that? Why did I do that? And like, okay, well then that wasn't the right reward for you.
1: And then you feel like, well, I might as well keep going. I fell off the right. wagon, I might as well stay off the wagon. It, yeah, you know.
0: Exactly. Um, so what um how how can people get a hold of you if they wanted to like learn more about what you do? What's the best way to get in contact with you?
1: Um, my website's agelessafter50.com, and I have a, yeah. I have a couple programs. I just recently um, added – there's one that's a – I call it a, my fitness 12-pack, ageless body 12-pack, I think is what I call it. It's all my – it's a dozen of my best total body workouts you can do at home. Oh, and cool. I have another one that's just an ab workout. Um, it's a series of ab workouts. It's a whole ab program, so it's a meal plan in there. and. Right. I sell those for $47 each, but you can also go on and there's a lot of free information. Mm-hmm. You can, um, you know, read my blogs. I have like 500 blog posts. No, so I, yeah, posts. I
0: was looking through that. It's very extensive. It's very good. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of great information, um, on your website. So, uh, and you're, and you're not just, I mean, like you said, you, you are some somewhat in the media, you do some freelance writing, Um, I'm a copywriter, which is is great as well. So, um, so my last question for you, um, is what, how, how would you define a healthy lifestyle?
1: One that enables you to do what you want to do. So eating in a way that, I mean, I guess it it is really just being able to do what you want to do. You know, yeah. so you're fit enough to get up off the floor or to do a marathon if that's what your goal is. Right. You're, you know, eating in a way that is healthy, but that you still enjoy food. You know, it's it's a it's a balancing act the whole time. And I think it's just avoiding extremes and, yeah, um, yeah avoiding extremes. All these diets, every time I hear about something else, I'm like, this will be gone in two weeks and we're going to be right. back, you know. I mean, putting butter in your coffee and doing—I'm just not a <laughs> any of it. <laughs> just, just the thought of that grosses me out. But um, right. it—it's kind of—it's a balance, you yeah. know, and it's constantly adjusting what you're doing. But it's I, I, ideally, it's you want to have a, a resistance training program, a cardio program, mm-hmm. and a diet that suits your lifestyle, right? You know, healthy,
0: which is right.
1: a broad term, but.
0: Well, I think you, you you want a big piece of what you said is that, you know, you have to adjust it as you go. Um, which, which I think is, is what is great about the niche that you work with is because whether you, for women, whether you want to or not, your body's going to adjust around the age 50, Mm -hmm. like whether you want it to or not, it's going to happen. And, you know, so you've, you've got to be able to adjust with it and, the same old thing you did at, you know, 20 or 30 is not going to work at 50 or 60. In right. to your One thing I wanted to
1: add too, is that weight gain is not inevitable. I, I'm proof of that. Right. And it's also been shown in research. Yeah. The weight shift because of the estrogen drop is something that is inevitable, but you can also limit that amount of right. you know, the, how it affects you. But a lot of times women assume all oh, well, because I'm getting older, I'm going to gain weight. Yeah. If you keep eating the way you were when you're in your 20s, yeah, you will. But you can control it. So right. that's something I, I want to get across because we tend to think, oh, it's just automatic. We're gonna get you know overweight. But yep. you know, think of the women who are in their 50s who don't gain
0: weight. To right. prove
1: that wrong.
0: Yep. Um, well, I want to commend you for everything you're doing to to help in the <laughs> health and fitness world. And um, I mean, it's it's a big task. To stay out in front, like you said, of all the different diets and different things that come up that are going to be gone because there's there's no grounding to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep keep on, you know, like spreading the good word and <laughs> and doing the right thing.
1: Thanks, I will.
0: Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life
1: tighter on me. I think I like it. Deep aside, I feel the fire in me. She liked the milky scene, cream and the coffee to me. She got soul in a sway. In your-